This is such an honor. I really appreciate the chance to speak with you, Senator. I really do. Oh, well, thank you. Now, are you a cat guy? I have to get it out of the way quickly. I, I <laughs> confessedly am a dog person. I but, get it. But, but, and I mean this genuinely, I'm not just saying this, <laughs> your book may have converted me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. It, it, honestly, no, I'm, I'm genuine. I'm being absolutely serious when I say this. There was so much I didn't understand about cats. Yeah, um, yeah that, I, I was the same. <laughs> it is honestly, it truly is an honor and a pleasure to speak with you um, chatting today with Senator Pamela Wallen. Thank you so much for the time. No, well, it's my pleasure. Your new book, Cats, is wonderful. Um, let's let's Thank talk you. about that. Let's, where did, where did the, is the cat book come from? <laughs> well, it's a long story. It's a very long story, but um, because I spent many years as a journalist running around the world, uh, covering this story and that, and getting up at three o'clock in the morning to do Canada AM and all of those things. I lived a petless life. Mm -hmm. Then a friend asked if if I could kitty sit. She was going off on an extended holiday. And I wasn't that excited because I had no experience with cats, really. I was a dog person growing up. So she left this tiny chocolate point Siamese cat on our doorstep and and I just I literally fell in love I fell in love so when she came back a couple of months later I said okay you can't have her back um and wiser people intervened and said no you can't take somebody else's cat you have to get your own <laughs> so I said search. <laughs> there are others but there are not that many female chocolate point Siamese as I I can attest because I began this search um, for a clone. Anyway, I found a breeder who said she had two. We jumped in the car. We drove like maniacs. I got there and she said, I'm sorry, we sold the female. And I said, but you had two. And she pointed to the runt of the litter over in the corner who she did not think was going to make it and had no intention. And I just, i I fell in love. So I said to the woman, I'll take her. And she said, well, you'll have to pay. And if anything happens, don't come back and ask for your money back. I said, I, I wouldn't. So I took this tiny little creature, literally, who fit in the palm of my hand. And we stopped at a drugstore and got an eyedropper. And she spent the next couple of months right here because they love a heartbeat so that they can feel it. And I don't know, it just began a relationship that I could not have imagined and so I set about to do a book because you know everybody loves animals but then the journalist in me came out and I thought well we need a little bit more data here than just cute pictures of kitties right so <laughs> I started to really do do some research and then I was astounded because a lot of the things that I had experienced having her in my life I now had some explanation for like their ears and their eyes and all of those things and why they do what they do and their radar system, which, you know, would we could probably use in uh, in the Arctic to see what the Russians are up to, because um, it's it's a very sophisticated system that these creatures have. That taps into, I think, one of the things I love about this book is 
there's so many things about them. You, you know, I not having grown up with cats myself, right? The experience of it, and just you know, little things like cats' ears turning 180 degrees. degrees. Yeah. Um, even even the parachute effect, like I mean, you that as because we were told that cats always land on their feet, but yes, and kind of guide. <laughs> And and they do. Um, no, it really is because, you know, one of the things I also uh, really loved about doing the work on this is that we have all the stereotypes about cats, right? I mean, they, they kill mice. That's what they do. That's their job. Put them in the barn. And then there's an awful lot of negative connotation, which is, um, uh, you know, don't have a black cat walk in front of you, all of these things. Then you start to read the history. Well, of course, they were worshipped uh, in in ancient societies. In fact, the Greek goddess was a woman's body in the head of a cat. You know, they've had a, a the the Norse, the the Swedes and the Norwegians and people who were out sailing used them as weather vanes and to understand what the waters were like. like they just have a lot of history and then the ear thing because I used to watch my own cat do that and they would they move independently like mm. they've got um, 32 muscles in each ear and so this 180 degree turn they can do them separately. Their eyes are the largest relative to their body size of of any mammal like it's you don't think about but then you realize how much they see how intuitive they are and how instinctive they are right and those things are different but they meld and honestly um i know they have about at least the experts say they have about a hundred vocalizations i think it's more than that <laughs> i think i heard it i heard a lot more than a hundred over the the course of our life together um but i it, it's really they do really respond and they have some dog-like tendencies whereas they can recognize their owner coming home by the sound of the shoes and coming up a sidewalk and all of that we think dogs just do that uh but cats have put the radar up um probably sooner than than we know and so I don't know, they're, they're just fascinating. They're just fascinating creatures. And, and they really, you know, you cannot, and I will never say that I was a cat owner because you're not. You can be a dog owner, but if, you're, um, if you have a cat in your life, you just, you just share accommodation, okay? Let's be clear, they rule it. <laughs> a dear friend of mine used to refer to what he called uh, cat theology and dog theology. Yeah. And dog theology is you feed me, you care for me, you must be God. And cats yes. would say, you feed me, you care for me, I must be God. That's uh, it. It's <laughs> right. exactly right. And there are, there are lots of really interesting quotes to that effect in the book too. But, you know, you call a dog and they come and you call a cat and they, they take a message, right? And decide to <laughs> you know, get, get back to you. Um, but it, it also really means that you engage you have to engage. They are demanding in this relationship. It's not like we sometimes treat our human friends, which is, okay, I'm really busy. I've had a bad week. You know, let's do lunch. Uh, I'll text you later about that. You know, we, you can't have that kind of relationship with a cat. They demand your physical presence and your emotional engagement. 
And I think that's what makes the uh, relationship so special. And, you know, one of the things I love about this as well, you talk about communicating um, and the way that you communicate, you sort of touched on it before having different vocalizations. And, And there's a there's a moment in the book where you describe coming home and the cat makes demands of you as you walk. Instantly. Where have you been? Why have you been at work for 14 hours? Do you know I have been here alone? This is not acceptable. Um, And because they don't need, I mean, you can leave food out. It's not like with a a dog that'll eat it all if you leave it out. I mean, a cat is very uh, disciplined. They have litter boxes. They don't need you in that way, but, but they need your presence and they demand your presence. And boy, I would get a couple of strips torn off me if it had been a long day and then she would walk away. And then when she decided I had been duly punished, (laughs) then come back and be the sweetest thing imaginable. And then you, of course, would just melt. (laughs) See, that's incredible to me. That's an incredible, that's such a complex relationship, you know, like it really uh, is. the dogs, dogs, as soon as you come home, you can be, you have walked to the car and returned and they're like, oh, yes. finally. But yes. cats, it's not yes. like that. No, they really, um, they, they are very uh, demanding in terms of the relationship. And I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that we need to realize that. I mean, a lot of people, as, as you know, went out during uh, COVID and got a pet because they were home. And then they all went back to work. And then they went, oh, this is actually a lot of work. And I'm not sure this is going to work out. So I'm hoping that people who read this will understand that you're making a big commitment. And it might even be something you want to share with kids if you're having that discussion about, you know, should we get a pet? Because it's not just about walking them and feeding them or whatever the case may be. I think it's about really engaging. Um, and I don't know, I, I kind of grew up that way anyway. Our poor dog was just, you know, she was a beautiful um, Cocker Spaniel. And so my sister and I would, would drag Bubbles, this poor, beautiful Cocker Spaniel, you know, into bed. We'd dress her up in doll clothes. We'd put her in the carriage and push her around as if she were a doll. But, but she was extremely loyal. And, and my father, well, both my parents, but my father always taught us about the responsibility of having an animal. And I think that's why I didn't have one for a long time when I really was doing a lot of traveling and running around. I, I knew in my heart of hearts that was not fair. Um, and so when I finally did do this and, and Kitty and I <laughs> teamed up, you know, then I knew that that really had to be, she needed, she needed time and attention. You talk about this investment and one of the things that comes out in the book that I really connected with and found interesting is the healing power of purring. And I wanted to ask you about that because you, you share stories of, you know, older people and how it, it may even actually heal their bones. Is this, this, I've well, never heard this before. The, the experts, the scientists say that cats use it to heal themselves hmm. um, and that their own purring sounds will do that. It's very deliberate. They're not just lying around saying, oh, aren't I happy? Uh, they're sometimes actually working on that. But I've got to say, and, and you know, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a biologist, I, I don't know any of this, but I did an awful lot of reading. 
And people do actually believe that it, that that sound has healing purpose. Now, I know that they lower blood pressure. I know that they can slow your heart rate. I know that they can really calm you down in, in moments of anxiety or tension or sadness. Uh, but I also have to believe that that she worked her magic on, I broke my leg, each one, each leg once. And of course I did a battle with cancer. She was there for all of that. And, and I really, she worked at it. And the other thing I figured out was I have migraine headaches and she used to wake me up in the morning, like at three thirty or four, wake me up till I realized that I actually, a migraine was coming on and I could take the, the pill. I could close my eyes, stay in a dark room for a couple of hours and then get up and function in my day. But she knew it way before I did. She knew it before my body was even telling me that. So I've got to say, they've got some really, really powerful instinct. That That's absolutely incredible to me. Yeah. You know, I'm, and certainly, you know, having had pets in my home, you know, this, you have that connection, you have a connection, but, but that's something that the, that whole conversation of their actual physical interaction with you. Yeah. Um, is, is amazing to me. It's, uh, it's something truly beautiful. I, it is. I, I know a lot of my friends thought I was a bit nutty, I think about her because she was so special in my life and she was treated like a princess. I mean, she ate, you know, black forest ham cut up into little tiny pieces and all that stuff. I was a bit, uh, I did spoil her, but what was, what I, you know, what I got in return, what we had out of this relationship, I think was pretty powerful. I mean, I, I, you know, I would love to have another pet, but I'm still running around on airplanes and going so so I can't do it until I stop doing that because I've had the experience and I know that not only are they worth it but they deserve it and so do we we deserve the benefits of this relationship but you have to be present for it I, I really appreciate that and I know we're, we're running out of time just as we wrap up wondering yeah. what what you hope people take away from from cats well i hope that people all people could have the kind of experience that i had like i know it sounds kind of grandiose but the life lessons that you learn i mean this is a person the person this that's how i thought of her this is a creature with whom you can confide your most intimate secrets the thoughts that you have that you don't ever tell anybody else and it's safe with them they they teach you that ability to slow down and take a breath and see how they see the world and maybe stay another few minutes in bed on sunday morning because you don't want to disturb them it's just they they give you i think a little different vantage point on life if you let them right? If you actually listen and respond to what they're doing. I mean, being a control freak is who I am and a workaholic, it's who I am. And I can't really fix that, but I can moderate it. And that's what she taught me. 
I just think if people really, if they invest and if they commit, you'll get it, you'll get it back in spades. It's, uh, they do give you a window into yourself um, as well. You start to appreciate some of your own, as I say, workaholic tendencies, and maybe that's not always the best way to live. So take a breath, pet a kitty, and think about life. It'll, it'll do your heart good. Now I want to. Uh, honestly, <laughs> it's such a pleasure and such uh, such an incredible joy to speak with you. Thank you so much for your time. It really is an honor and a privilege. And the book is wonderful. I wish you the best. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. That's that's it's really kind. And you know what? I hope you get a kitty. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start with checking out my sisters. My sister has one. Okay. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll start with that. Quality time. See what you think. All right. Thank you. Really nice to meet you. Really okay. nice to meet you too. Have a great day.